Welcome to Rise from the Ashes. Our podcast looks at various issues for families. We'll be talking with attorneys about personal and legal concerns having to do with divorce, custody, and parenting time. There are also a few topics about letting go, moving on, and new beginnings. Please keep in mind this podcast is only to inform and help to understand legal and personal issues as they relate to family law. It should not be considered as a replacement for a qualified family law attorney. When in doubt, please contact a professional. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Rise from the Ashes. I'm David Braddock. I'll be the host for the podcast. And today we're talking with Susan Mundahl of Mundahl Law and Amy Rotering, who is an associate attorney also at Mundahl Law. How are you guys today? Great, David. We're great. Our topic for today, the cost of reassurance. What is it that we're talking about when we say the term reassurance? At the start of a divorce, people oftentimes don't know what they're doing. Sometimes it's that they have questions about the process, so they want to continually call to find out how are things going, how are things going. Amy, what have you seen in terms of needing reassurance? Well, a lot of times I see clients who are frustrated with something that the other party is doing or how they feel like the process is going. And so they call and they want to vent about it to someone. So they call their attorney. So it costs a lot more to touch base with your attorney just to find out what's going on. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not talking about regular communication that's needed in order to bring your case farther along. What I'm talking about is some people have a need to do it on a daily basis or hourly basis, and they will try and text you, they will email you, and they will call, and they expect confirmation back within moments because we're in this age. They don't understand that they are not our only client. And because you are an attorney, everyone knows that attorneys in many cases have to charge by the hour. So those little additional contacts are costing them each and every single time is what you're suggesting. That's right. In our retainer agreements, they get billed a point two for every phone call and every email and text message. By a point two, you mean two tenths of an hour each time it happens. That's correct. So in essence, 12 minutes. Wow. And you have this concern as well from clients, it sounds like, Amy. Yes, absolutely. And I don't think that they're keeping in mind a little surprise when they get that first invoice. It sounds like what you're saying is that they don't really realize that you really are required to charge that amount of time because if it weren't for them, it might be another client that would really need to have some solid legal advice and so you'd be charging them. So it's out of necessity that each attorney hour and minute gets accounted for. Well, that's right. What they're paying for when they sign a retainer agreement with us is our time and our experience. It is really important that they keep the conversation focused on how do we bring the matter along? Where are we at in the process? Those are good questions to ask your attorney, but those can be asked once and you take good notes and not calling every day or every other day. Can you give us some examples of the kinds of calls that a client might be requesting reassurance for they possibly don't really need to make? Sometimes a client will call because their spouse or their partner is taking an action that they don't want them to take, that they don't like, and they're spending time and precious resources talking to their attorney about problems that their attorney is not trained 
to handle and will not be able to resolve for them. And not only not trained, but there is no legal solution for it. It really is something that they're not going to have any satisfaction from us because in a lot of cases, we just don't have the legal ability to turn a, what, a a sow's ear into a silk purse, I I believe is the old saying. Especially when it comes to an ex-spouse, I suppose. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. One of the keywords that you had me look at is a term venting. What kinds of venting will they end up doing? They will vent about their spouse bringing the children back 10 minutes later than their appointed time. They will vent about what their spouse is feeding the kids for dinner. They'll vent about the new girlfriend or new boyfriend. Seems like there's a lot of anger issues with respect to their ex-partner. Absolutely. And that is one of the things. And we have another podcast about the emotions in a divorce and about how staying stuck in your emotions costs you time and money. We also have another podcast. It's called Keep Your Legal Costs Down. I believe this is one of the topics that's covered in there. I believe it is. And the whole point is, is that when Amy is talking about precious resources, what you want to have is enough money at the end so that we can draft your stipulated judgment and decree. We want to make sure you have sufficient funds for us to accompany you to mediation and to subsequent court hearings. That's where you need our services the most. That's where we can be of the most help to you. Those are the biggest costs, that stipulation at the end, and if there are necessary court hearings, that's where your time is best spent. That's correct. That is what you're paying us for, advice and advocacy. You're paying for advice and advocacy in terms of our time and our experience. And it's as simple as that. Are there any other things that you can advise for people needing reassurance just generally? My biggest piece of advice is there is a time and a place to vent in a divorce process. And if you want to vent, the time to vent is at your mediation or at your social early neutral evaluation. That is where we want to hear what is going on and we want to hear all those grievances that you have with the other party so that we can get all of those out in the open and they can be addressed there in an appropriate setting. It really should be settlement-oriented, not just to talk about what scumbag your partner was, but I have these concerns about drinking because it's going to affect parenting and make it constructive. The only real place for venting, I think, is pay a therapist. Get a really good counselor. And in fact, if you don't want individual counseling, a less expensive alternative usually is group counseling. And there are a number of divorce support groups out there. That's really the place to vent. The two areas that you suggested, Amy, you said in mediation. So who's present? You'll have the other side, possibly represented by their attorney, as well as a mediator, right? There is. And sometimes there's even two mediators, one male and one female, to enhance the comfort of both parties. Sometimes, depending on the setting, there could be a mediator and a psychologist to help the parties make those decisions that involve a lot of emotion and to help the parties see those emotional decisions objectively. That's usually in the collaborative law process that you see that. The other area that you said was at the ICMC. We also have a podcast specifically on mediation, but when you say ICMC, just for the folks that may be listening to this podcast exclusively, what do those letters stand for again? That stands for the Initial Case Management Conference. Is there a judge present for that? 
Yes. Some judges do it more formally and they sit in their spot. It's usually an informal court hearing to talk about next steps in your case. It's very process oriented. But another place, as you're saying, to get your primary concerns out there. Yes. And just as a final note, understand if you have hired an experienced family law attorney, they will let you know when something important is happening in your case. For instance, in our office, we actually tell the clients that we are going to do our very best to inform them immediately when we receive anything from the court or from opposing counsel, and they receive copies of it. And so there is no need to call us every day to check on how things are going. Anything else that you'd like to say about reassurance? Only to say I hope you found this reassuring and have a great day. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, David. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, David. You are listening to Rise from the Ashes, the podcast channel that takes a careful look at all things having to do with legal procedure within the family law process. Rise from the Ashes is sponsored by Mundal Law, who specializes in assisting families and individuals through the legal process with respect, dignity, and caring. Mundal Law is dedicated to helping people to solve their legal problems. You can visit the Mundal Law website at mundallaw.com or call to schedule a consultation with one of their qualified family law attorneys. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters.